0: So, Danny, are you ready to do this K for karaoke track?
1: Um, that's not my name. I will pretend you didn't say that. Uh, what? Look, okay, if you're ignorant to this, I totally <gasps> understand. You're whoa, big, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not my name anymore. I am not Danny. Uh, really? Yeah. I'm not even looking really? at you. you. If you want to address me, address me by my name.
0: Dr. Worm, are you ready to do the episode?
1: That's not my name either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they call me Dr. Worm. Good morning, how are you? I'm Dr. Worm. I'm interested in things.
1: And welcome
0: (laughs) to Sadie
1: Hawkins pod. Pod. (laughs) Welcome to the very first K for Karaoke episode. Yes. Yes. So this is
0: this is a a, it's a long time coming. Yeah, it's
1: the album we've literally avoided because we never think of it. Right. And then early in the podcast, like maybe a month in, we still hadn't started our Patreon yet. And Jessica was like, maybe we'll just do K for Karaoke as Patreon episodes. And that's what we're mostly going to do. Yeah. So most of K for Karaoke is going to be only a Patreon, but we've picked a couple of songs for various reasons that will be regular episodes that we'll cover.
0: Yeah, so this is this feed. is like a somewhat auspicious occasion yes. because not only is it f- our first K for Karaoke episode, but we're having a guest for the first time that's ever. Right.
1: Yeah. This is a double, well it's a there's a it's a double crossover episode. It's like yes. how the CW does their crossovers. <laughs> right. First you'll hear On our show, Greg from This Might Be a Podcast, which is a They Might Be Giants song-by-song podcast, is going to join us for the second half of the episode. And then you'll be able to go over to his show and hear us on the entirety of an episode of his show. There was no, like, perfect matching of two songs between the two, you know, because it makes sense. Here's Real Lion K covering They Might Be Giants song, Dr. Worm. We haven't even mentioned that yet. We haven't mentioned the song we're doing, but we're doing Dr. Worm from K for Karaoke, originally by The Am Giants. So that makes perfect sense that he's that Greg's going to be on our podcast. But then over at his podcast, I'm like, there's not really one song I could figure out. Bless you, April. <laughs> there's not really one song I could figure out on his list that was like, oh, this makes sense as Reliant K. Right. So I just picked a random song that I loved called For Science. That's good and stuff. And you can go hear that episode. Yeah. Yeah. So... The way we're gonna do K for Karaoke is a little different than how we do our standard episodes. So, in general, and this is what you can expect over on Patreon when you hear us do future K for Karaoke tracks, but instead of actually doing like early research, instead of you know <laughs> working on the episode before we, <laughs> we're doing it
0: live on the show. Yeah, we'll,
1: well, that's how we're gonna do it. So not
0: because we're lazy at all, but because it's more fun that it's way. It's more fun that
1: way, but also like the bless you, April. <laughs> The majority of, like you know, ha- you know, a quarter to half of each podcast when we do a proper Relying K song is talking about covers and fan stuff. With the exception, maybe of last week, be not last. This might be two weeks in the future, but the exception of B Rad, <laughs> right. whenever we did that, whenever you heard that, where there were no covers, no anything, we can't really do covers. I mean, technically, we could just go look for other people doing covers of the K for Karaoke songs. And there are occasionally like guitar covers and things like that of people doing the specific Reliant K version. But But with a
0: song like this, like Dr. Worm, it's very, very close to the original. They don't mix up a lot of the instrumentation. It's like the chorus is a little like more rockin. Yeah. You know, it's a little harder of an edge. But for the most part, it's a pretty straightforward sort of cover.
1: So this is a regular episode technically, even though we're doing Care for Karaoke or it's yes. Care for Karaoke style. So there's no voicemails, because we're recording this the day after we we're recording this the day after we did B Rad. <laughs> yes. But this is gonna come out two weeks after B Rad. No voicemails, no emails. But today, so for Top of the Show business, all I'll mention is today I was posting like the follow-up tweet stuff for B Rad and I talked about on Twitter, our quiz that we found. This is two. This is two weeks in the past now. I by the was going to say, this. should
0: we not just save this for next week, which should, is for the band? I mean, I mean, last week? week.
1: This is the first time we've done this. <laughs> it's the first time we've recorded out of order. The first time we've had a guest. The first time we don't get karaoke. This is all we are killing it. Virgin ground. <laughs> is that the phrase <laughs> I should use? Um. So yeah, well, so never mind. I'll talk about that next week when we talked about everyone's reactions
0: you, you've already heard about uh, that well,
1: so we talked about that last week
0: um so i was listening to k for karaoke earlier and like you said this is not an album that we necessarily think to listen to I, and we don't
1: own a physical copy no i think we own one of the k for karaoke related seven inches
0: we do i'm i think
1: yeah but we don't own a physical copy of the right. full album
0: So a couple different albums for me had sort of passed me by at the time. Like, we've talked about how Five Score passes by just, like, a little bit. We knew the singles. And Forget Not Slow Down also passed me by. And now, like, Forget Not Slow Down is my go-to Reliant K album, usually.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. K for Karaoke just has not become that yet. So I was listening to it today, and I realized that, for the most part, there's really only two songs on here that... I seek out the originals of.
3: okay.
0: <laughs> the inspiration is absolutely a go-to jam. I mm-hmm. love yacht rock. That is definitely yacht rock. We can argue about whether Africa by Toto is or is not yacht rock. I personally don't classify it as yacht rock, but it's on every yacht rock playlist. Right. anyways. Um, and the other is, that I listen would listen to is everybody wants to rule the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And but if like say Africa or uh, girls just want to have fun came on, I wouldn't turn them off, but those are sort of the songs you that i You wouldn't kick ordered. it out of bed I would... <laughs> for <eating> crackers? No. <laughs> so I think it's also just the fact that they are covers, but they're not necessarily songs that I would seek out per se mm-hmm. that also kind of keeps me from coming back to it. Unlike all of the uh, From the Screen to Your Stereos by Newfound Glory, mm-hmm. those are like absolute jams like those are that and all the me first gimme, gimme and the gimme gimme albums right. are like absolute go-tos for me when i want to listen to like pop punk covers i love 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 pop punk covers
3: mm-hmm.
0: and from the screen to your stereo oh david ketch actually let me know on instagram that there was a newer one from last year there's a from the screen to your stereo part three which is pretty awesome so by newfound glory if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. What were we talking about, Doctor Worm? We're talking
1: about the album in general because <laughs> we haven't talked about Cave of Karaoke. That's yet. right. But yeah, we've never owned a physical copy, and this album was released in these pretty much the same manner as the Christmas album. If you recall, the Christmas album starts in 2003 with Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands, and then in 2007 or eight—I don't remember now—2008, I think. Well will just say eight. They put the full-length Christmas album together by taking all of those Christmas EP songs and putting them together and recording some new songs. That's exactly how Cave for Karaoke is released because originally it was this EP, right, with yeah. the panda bear on the cover, and that was. I'm looking. I'm doing there's this a part, research. Live. There's a,
0: there's a part one and a part two. Oh. <laughs> 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 and then they put it all together with that album that you see with the the um oh, okay. the, like noodles in the box. Yeah, which
1: is the more. But there's
0: two different ones, both that have the panda art on them.
1: Like, okay,
0: I'm pretty sure at least they are on streaming. At least maybe digitally. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just looking at discogs. I guess they were all released in 2011. But yeah, it looks like there was a CD of the EP for K is for Karaoke. And that has, the pan- that has the blue cover with the panda. This is all stuff we're figuring out right now. This is equivalent to when we were, like, the first time we did, um, what song, from Bird in the B-Sides. The first time we did a Bird in the B-Sides track. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had, where do I go from here? Where do where I, I go? go? Where do I go is the name of the song. We did the research live trying to figure out, because we had never actually, like, understood the release history or that whole double album yeah. on one disc thing. And we still called it two discs forever. Right. <laughs> so this is another <laughs> blind spot in my Relying K fandom is that I don't really understand the release history of this. Cause the first there's the EP with the Panda bear and you're right. I remember the EP part, the karaoke EP part two, but I'm not seeing it on discog. So I wonder if that was a digital only. And then they released the CD with the, with the noodles and the drumsticks, and the drumsticks are like chopsticks. Is that a little racist? What do you think of that? <laughs> it's not racist. I'm kidding. It's noodles. It's like ramen noodles yeah. in a bucket. But instead of chopsticks, there are drumsticks. I get it. It's <laughs> good right. stuff. Well, let's see. Dr. Worm is not on the original EP. So this mm. is just on the CD. Okay. We're going to have to buy a copy of this. And, you know, when we started this podcast, we also didn't have a physical copy of Forget and Not Slow Down. Yeah. So this is all stuff we need to figure out.
0: I'm looking through the personnel because I was trying to figure out if it was Dave or Ethan. And it's Ethan um, because this came out in 2011. Right. Yeah. And there's additional guitar and additional guitarist listed on here. Justin York.
1: Okay. Brother of Tom York from Radiohead.
0: I don't know. Your
1: silence is deafening. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was reading. I'm kidding.
1: So what are you reading?
0: Oh, Paramore. The guy from Paramore.
1: There was a drummer, the drummer from Paramore. <laughs> we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I learned oh, that okay. the drummer from Paramore was the drummer, was a drummer after Ethan. No. Yeah. Was a drummer from between when Ethan left the band and when Dave came back, they had the touring, their touring drummer was the guy from... Paramore.
0: Right, so Justin York is a touring member. Okay. Of, um, Paramore. For a band with like, aren't there only like three people in that band? How do they go through so many different people?
1: Which band, Paramore? Yeah. Well, there's only three people, but I don't think all of the sounds, especially in their later albums, are just by three people. It's mm. kind of like, for instance, they might be giants. We oh, get, they, might be segue. Giants. <laughs> they might be giants. They might be giants started as just two guys and then they had all those albums The like the first four or five no, the first five albums or so i definitely know this but i just can't quantify it right now
0: <laughs> i can't wait for you and uh, our guest later to talk shop about they might be
1: giants while right. i just sit just here, sit here quietly. quietly in the corner that's yep. how our appearance on this show went
0: <laughs> no he, he was very good because he kept trying to engage me and i'm just like i don't i don't
1: know <laughs> right like he even like I was trying to I was basically <laughs> trying to save Jessica by answering questions for her, not trying to talk for her, not trying to mansplain. Right. But then he just was, like he, I legit he was, know yeah,
0: nothing about they might yeah. Be giants. Yeah.
1: I wasn't. You know. I I'm sure anyone who would hear that would be like, oh, this husband just keeps speaking for his wife. No, like no, to- no. He I is knew I was. Me. I was trying to save you from your anxieties, but Greg was like, <laughs> was like I'm asking her, and she's like, oh.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so. I, yes, exactly. Danny does this to save my anxieties. He also, and sometimes we do get looks from waitstaff, but in restaurants, Danny will order for me. He will ask me what I want and order for me. I'm setting the women's movement back so <laughs> many years here, but it literally is because I have a little bit of anxiety. I'm very shy and have a little anxiety sometimes ordering mm-hmm. meals, and so Danny will order for me. Right. And... I love that. It's a thing I want to yeah. happen. But like, he will also take over sometimes in a social situation if I'm feeling, if he knows that I'm feeling a little anxious that right. day. And I'm the
1: same way. But I guess, exactly. I guess when it's time to step up and be a man, then I'm like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you waving goodbye to Peter Pan? It's time to be a man. Ugh. Danny is like looking around, like,
1: wait, I, <laughs> wait, maybe. Uh. I get it. <laughs> You're referencing that Blink-182 song. What's my age again? <laughs> so
0: this is actually going to shock you, Danny. But yes. I prefer, you know what? No, wait. Should we talk about they might be giants in general? Or are we going to wait and do that with Greg later? We're going to do
1: some of our preliminary. This is this is all new territory for us. But I figured we just talk what we felt like talking. Okay. And then we can repeat those points to him and get, let him say what he wants in addition we already to were,
0: we already went over a little bit of this on his, his podcast, podcast but yeah tell
1: us for us because we won't talk about that with him again talk about your now that you don't have the anxiety of a third person <laughs> tell everyone your history of they might be giants so
0: i was just going to say that danny is has always been a big they might be giants fan and he introduced me don't to speak the band. for me just kidding <laughs> he introduced me to the band um
1: i think Early in our Yeah, pretty
0: early in our There were a lot of bands that I
1: showed to you early on, like Five Iron Frenzy and MXPX and the Aquabats and, like... It, Big D. Big D. Big D is one you took to right away. Yeah. Five Iron Frenzy, Aquabats, those took you many years to actually attach, to actually get into. Yeah. They might be giants you've never actually fully <laughs> gotten oh, into. So, but yeah, I just... spoil. I'd <laughs> Spoiler warning, but...
0: So, yeah, I... I understand. Like, I don't think I actually mentioned this on They Might Be a Podcast, but I, it was something you and I were talking about where I was like, They Might Be Giants is like quirk rock. It is a very quirky band. Mm-hmm. It's just not my particular quirk. Right. But I can totally see how a band like They Might Be Giants could be influential to Reliant K. Right. Because Reliant K is also a quirky band. They're just my kind of quirky band. Right. So uh, that's the thing that I was thinking about earlier when I was listening to it. I was like, oh, yeah, you can definitely tell, especially with, like, those first three albums, how Mm. They Might Be Giants could have been an influence on Reliant K. I
1: mean... A song like Sadie Hawkins' Dance, it's not a one-to-one thing. It's not like They Might Be Giants absolutely would have written this song. But you can see how someone influenced... Because They Might Be Giants have like these sort of high-concept lyrical ideas. Even if it's it's songs they write, or if it's songs that they decide to cover that then people just assume it's their songs. Like Istanbul, not Constantinople, is actually a cover. But people associate it now only with They Might Be Giants. They have all these sort of high-concept ideas that put these fun thoughts and visuals into your mind and rely on k have a bunch of songs like that too even a song like marilyn manson ate my girlfriend yeah i don't think <laughs> i mean there might be other band obviously the, the the sort of christian punk influence of that theme right is clear i think especially as we've gotten into more um of the demo songs and i this is not something i've talked about with the demo but i'm like i'm starting to see like Matt Thiessen was like, and maybe they'd admit this, but it feels like in the early songs, like on the demo and the first two albums, they were like writing like, this is a Christian pop punk song. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, say, a band like MXPX maybe wrote a little bit more um, personally, and they would just happen to be Christian things. It seems like some of the songs on All Work and No Play are like deliberately trying to be like we are a christian pop punk band and right. we write christian lyrics okay. right and then it took them a little bit longer to by the third album by three lefts get into two lefts by two lefts get into like not being on that thing so right. much you know what i mean point being okay so Marilyn manson and my girlfriend has that bent it has that bent of this is a christian pop rock song right. for christian kids only but it also has a very clear they might be giants kind of influence just being so bizarre and high concept yeah yeah
0: and this is something that i saw with local construction but you did not where i was like oh this song feels a little they might be giants right
1: it's always hard for me to, to admit if a song if a band or a song is influenced by certain other bands like one, right. t- like one time I saw this article, maybe it was Alternative Press. It was somebody, it was only a couple years ago and they're like albums that wouldn't exist without Green Day's Dookie. And then it listed all of these bands that were like majorly influenced by Green Day's Dookie. And it's like, that's an amazing album. I love that album. But then every album, every artist and album on the list, I was like, that doesn't s-, you know, to me, I was like, that doesn't sound like Green Day. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't.
0: Well, because you take what you want from that and interpret yeah, it in exactly. your own way. Yeah. Yeah, so, I I like this song. So, oh, so what I what I was going to say originally was that this is going to shock you. Right. But I actually prefer the vocals in the original oh. to Tison's vocals. And oh. one of the things that yeah. I don't particularly care for in They Might Be Giants
1: mm-hmm.
0: are the vocals. I'm not sure which
1: John. That's John that Linnell is. singing. OK, so I was I was getting towards this before. Did you have more to say about that?
0: Just that yeah. I that I actually prefer the original vocals. I That's the music very is very interesting,
1: of, very cool. Yeah, the music
0: <laughs> kind of goes hand in hand. Like it's it's such a a, a clean, you know, cover. Right. That it's not they don't it's not very transformative. Right. So, you know, I, I like it both. I like the little extra rocking that they put into it. Yeah. Over the They Might Be Giants version.
1: The cover, I guess we haven't talked about the music yet, but the cover feels like a repressed pop punk attempt at the song. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they want to go for it and do the Reliant K thing to the song because it's like a little bigger. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit more electric than Mm -hmm. the actual song. And it feels like they're just holding back from going faster, going more pop rock with it. You know what I mean? It feels like, it feels like they, it feels like they're a pop punk bubble, in a (laughs) in a, in the Dr. Worm box. Right, And they're not letting... It it feels like the Reliant K version kind of isn't fully going for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it is a very straight-ahead cover. It's pretty much the exact same song, but just a little bit more Just a little bit more hard. Like, they could have done a little bit... Like, the the way that Reliant K redoes Africa is perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's another song that I think we're going to do in front of the paywall. I think we're going to do... Maybe we're going to do Africa... And and uh, surf, wax, surf America. wax America in front of the paywall, and the rest for Patreon. But when when they do that with Africa, like they don't transform the song Africa, they just add to it and boost it up to to a slightly higher reliant K level. Way better than Weezer would do. Yeah. Nine years l- later. Yeah. Like that. that's why I want to do it in front of the paywall. I want to yeah. compare.
0: Because it absolutely is so much better than Weezer's yeah. version. I kind
1: of want to do the other Weezer songs. Because they're both <laughs> essentially tangentially. Well, one's a Weezer song and one's tangentially. We'll have to talk about Weezer in both the other free Cave Karaoke episodes. But Reliant K elevates Africa with this thing yeah. where they take the song. They don't seem to really change the bones of the song. But they add this extra form to the outside that just kind of boosts it up. They tried a similar thing with Dr. Worm, where they take the same bones of the song, don't change those, just kind of like add a little extra flavor on top with the instrumentation, but don't really change it. And I don't think it worked as well. I like it. I really do like Reliant K's version of the song. But yeah, I still prefer the They Might Be Giants version. And that's my two cents. That's the segment (laughs) on this show we call Danny's Two Cents. I I feel like you've
0: tried to sell that segment in the past. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I was saying before that they might be giants for anyone who doesn't know was originally just two guys. And we'll talk about this more with our guest, but they be giants was originally two guys in New York in the eighties who started making like what you could kind of call like art pop art punk, but with, you know, by themselves, just two of them with drum machines, with like keyboards, it's just two guys. But they made these amazing sounds that when I discovered they might be giants, I had no understanding that it was just two guys. I knew the CD covers and the artwork would show two guys, but I assumed, like, oh, those are the personalities. There must be a full band behind them. Like, I understood if you're Prince, right? You're called Prince, and you just show Prince on the cover, but you know Prince has the revolution. He has a whole band behind him. I assumed it was the same way. I assumed They Might Be Giants was two guys who wrote all the music where the face of the band, but that like members would rotate through the band. But no, it was actually just two guys with tape machines and keyboards. Which is amazing. Yeah. Then eventually they became a full band, a full five-piece band. They became, in in 1994, they finally became, after like 10 years or 12 years, they finally became a full band. Which is the opposite trajectory of Reliant K. Reliant K starts out as a full band. Right. And now they're a duo. Yeah. See, now Reliant K today is what I thought they might be Giants was when I was a kid. The Reliant K now is two guys who write all the music together, they are the face of the band. But they pull together a full band when it's time to record and tour. Mm-hmm. And now it's just two guys. But it's really just two guys as far as marketing and as far as actually representing. They're just two guys. That's it. You got you said band? two
0: guys so many times. <laughs> and all I can think of is we're two guys who... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. not even worth getting into. Nope.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we've seen they might be giants live i mean danny saw them more without me but right. they're a band that he took me to see when we lived in new york right and that was fun the
1: beacon theater at the beacon theater in 2008 yep yep and what else happened at that show? oh i remember what's fun about that show is i was we were literally in the back row yeah i mean <laughs> the back row the wall to our back on the balcony we were the furthest back and Jessica, we've mentioned that Jessica loves Mike, Michael Bublé. She'd wanted to see Michael Bublé forever. <laughs> oh, and she was it. and you said this comment That's to me. You were like, story. "When Michael Bublé goes on tour, I'll ask my dad to get the tickets." <laughs> <laughs> but you sorry. know what ended up happening? I got the tickets to the I'm Michael sorry. Bublé and I got you amazing tickets. You did. And I'm we saw sorry. him twice on that tour. In 2008, 2009.
0: I'm sorry. It's okay.
1: (laughs) It's fine. Well, our guest is going to
0: call in in just a second. Uh, Do you have anything else that you wanted to say before he hops on, like about your history with them or anything like that? How you discovered they might be giants?
1: Um, Well, you can hear that on our... Did we talk about that on his episode? Um, I
0: think we did. Yeah, we did. You can hear well, about that. I'm not sure if we talked about it before we started recording or while we were recording. Right.
1: And that was a marathon session. That it was like was. a two and a half hour session. I don't yeah. know how it's going to be edited down. So give us
0: the Cliff Notes version, Dan.
1: They, were, they might be giants were in Tiny Toons. Not officially. They weren't involved in it. But the show Tiny Toons, because it's owned by Warner Brothers and they were on a Warner Brothers subsidiary, I think, at the time. I don't remember what record label, but I'm pretty sure it was owned by Warner Brothers. They took two songs, Particle Man and Istanbul, not Constantinople. And Tiny Toons had a music video parody episode where all the other songs were like golden oldies. But they had these two, they might be giant songs. Those were the two songs that represented like nowadays. And they did these Tiny Toons music videos to them. That's how I discovered them. But then I... And I kind of got the sense, I've learned that some people didn't think it was a real band. They thought it was like a fake band just for Tiny Toons. I got the sense then that it was a real band, but I didn't know how to follow up on bands when I was eight years old, 10 years old in the 90s. There's no internet. Like I can't go out and listen to more music. So at some point I mentioned it to my babysitter because my babysitter likes Tiny (laughs) Toons. Okay. Like that was a kid show she enjoyed watching with kids that she babysit or whatever. And she was like, "Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know about the Mighty Giants. I own their full tape." And she owned Flood on cassette. And I borrowed her Flood cassette, and I listened to it all the time. And then I coaxed my grandmother into buying me a copy.
0: <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> and that's how I got into the Mighty Giants. And the Mighty Giants are a band that are like, have are like one of the back. They're the first band I ever got into that was not like you can make an argument that the Be Giants are kids' music. It's music that kids can enjoy, but they were the first actual band that I liked. They were the first thing that wasn't like a, a Mickey Mouse tape or something. They were like the first actual musical artist. Right. That was a legitimate musical artist that toured. That wasn't literally children's music, right? So, and I've always liked them and... Um,
0: oh, they do have kids records. They
1: do have kids records now, but that came later. That was like in the year 2002 or something like that. Yeah. But they were the first real band I liked. And they're the band that I've liked the longest as well. Because later on, They Might Be Giants helps lead me to getting into Green Day and Nirvana and like grunge music. But then I didn't like grunge music as much later on. And I get into skate punk and ska music. But I still have They Might Be Giants as the backbone of my musical taste through the whole thing. See? And then it comes back full circle to Reliant K, (laughs) which is now... Consuming my life, relying K
0: <laughs> Oh, well, that sound means we're getting a call.
1: Why does your Skype thing sound like a regular old-timey phone call? Don't ask questions.
3: They call me...
1: the show, our very first guest here on Sadie Hawkins Pod, the host of This Might Be a Podcast. Uh, I forgot your last name, Greg Greg Simpson. <laughs> said, I did a minute You I kidding know. me? How do you forget Simpson? I didn't. God. I forgot it as I was about to say it, and then it hit, it uh, hit where it needed to hit. My name is
2: Gregory Ross Simpson. My social security number is three, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to bleep out a bunch of stuff I say, right?
1: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so we just about that on your show, but we like started bleeping because we didn't know because we're like, okay, we're doing a Rely on K podcast and there's, they're a Christian band, but they, we know that they have a lot of fans that aren't Christian. Do they ever like,
2: swear in their songs? No, they've no.
1: never sweared in their songs. And that's part of the reason why I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I don't think I might well actually if it's recorded on your side, I will have to delete that first one. But over yeah, bleep, the bleep them. Over Come the on, Google Hangouts, it bleeped itself for a second. It did. Yeah. Bleep. So we just like we actually put it out as a poll. We were like, okay, look, we swear. But we're like, do we need to bleep these? And th- most people were like, who cares? And it was actually second that said bleep them. It was second place they bleep them. And we are like, we're just going to bleep them. Yeah. Because then also we avoid the E rating and hopefully gets the the Uh, podcast out more places. Yeah.
2: All of the punk news podcasts have the E by them. Right. Yeah. Best Midwestern (laughs) is riddled with swears. I mean, the original podcast, that one's been going forever. I mean, it's called the Punk News Podcast. I mean, it's a punk podcast. You can expect there to be swears. I mean, whatever. Oh,
1: we have to ask you. So... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into Dr. Worm. Uh-huh. And I do not I just thought of this, so I have to look it up. But there is someone on oh, their name was Curl Up and Die. So there's a couple of punk news reviews. Because oh, you're God. you've worked for punk news for years. You've been for with punk f- news f- for forever. years. For there's a fucking f- f- <laughs> f- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just they're, gonna they're not swear you. so much. <laughs> yeah, no, That's I'm fine. Greg Orb. Yeah, we know they're not you, but we keep once in a while coming back to these punk news reviews. Because we're like... Of Reliant K stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, clearly, whoever it was, was a Reliant K fan. Because their name was like, Curl Up and Die or something like that. Which is a Reliant K song. Oh, these are
2: all very, very low ratings. And that's
1: the crazy thing, is they're low ratings. And they seem to sort of know about the band. But whoever it is, whether you do or don't know them, we do not agree with their takes. <laughs> <laughs> we have took, taken a lot of... I can't remember all the ta- all the things right now, but we've taken umbrage with a lot of their takes. Wow. And I was just... Just, to, just for, like, transparency sake, just in case, we are like, maybe we should put this on the table <laughs> and just let you know. Curl up and die.
2: So this is... Okay, so it's not a staff person. If okay. you look at one of my reviews, the album art will have a little blue thing that says staff pick, or it'll say staff... Um, Oh, yeah, let me see. look up one of mine. Uh, the Hives, let's see.
1: So it's X, Curl Up, and Die X is the reviewer that we are constantly coming back to who gives yes. low ratings to everything. Like, I think all they want is, like like many reviewers in the world, they just want this band to stay in the style of their first three albums, basically. Sure. Because here, Forget and Not Slow Down We were telling you on your podcast, I don't know if it's gonna end up in your edit, but we were telling you like that's like basically their pet sounds. That's where they like Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's like where they like mm hmm is an album where they matured a lot from their previous Mm -hmm. stuff. But then Forget Not Slow Down is where they like elevated what they do into an art. Everyone loves that album. like when we started this podcast, we didn't know that album so much because like it kind of intimidated us and we we're like what's the deal? Why do people love this album? But now doing this podcast we're like we totally get it. We totally what understand. What is the deal? There's
2: actually quite a few different reviewers on here. Actually, they're not all reviewed. Okay, so I sent you a link to one of mine and you'll see like The Hives art says staff pick right up at the top. Okay. Like in the cover art, staff review. Okay, this one, okay, Brian Schultz reviewed one. He is staff and he's been on like as long as me. He was the reviews editor, so, uh, yeah, Mm-hmm was reviewed by Brian. He even, while he went on to work for Bridge Nine Records, um, he's, like, pretty big hardcore and, like, screamo kind of guy. Hmm. He, um, yeah, we must be around the same age. He was the one sending me, like, in the early aughts, like, right around this time, 2004, 2005. It was probably more like the late aughts. He was sending me, you know, media mail packages of CDs within, like, they were all falling out of the package because they're handled so poorly. Right. <laughs> media mail, the cheapest way to send something. So if you look at that, mm-hmm, it says staff review. Um, Brian Schultz. So he gave it two, two and a half stars. Um. Oh, and then my friend Scott has the first comment on here, my best Midwestern co-host and the reviews editor of Punk News before Brian, Maverick is the screen name here, says this record sold like 100,000 copies its first week out. Insane. Scott. <laughs> Probably because he doesn't like them. He was the one giving me, giving me shit. I'm going to make you put so many bleeps in here. Uh, giving me shit for playing Five Iron Frenzy on the radio. Oh, right. Uh, that's
1: right. You, you've same guy. You were on your show, but you like Five Iron Frenzy. And uh, Oh, and Scott,
2: wait. And then Scott is this Scott Scott or is this a different Scott? We had a couple Scotts. Um, oh, this is a different Scott Scott Oth. Okay, so I'm looking at all the people that have reviewed them, and the, you know, the, I guess Punk News is not really down with the Reliant K. It looks like because <laughs> no. we got. Scott, so yes. I think this Scott Oth who lives in Pittsburgh, he gave Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hands, three stars out of five. Right, and then Brian Schultz gave uh, mm-hmm, two and a half stars uh apathetic was john which john is that john without an h he really likes mxpx he gave teenage politics a perfect hey, five <laughs> <laughs> he gave yeah <laughs> gave uh, mxpx let's rock four stars so down with mxpx not down with that particular record I would,
1: MXP, line K. Let, mxpx let's rock that's like that's a b-side collection and it's like mostly slow songs Huh. like i'm I'm surprised I'd like it's there's some fun stuff on it but it's not it is like a lower tier record for sure
2: well okay he's a staff <laughs> reviewer that reviewed it in early 2006 he's probably long dead i I may have killed him <laughs> I don't remember um <laughs> so it's uh, the curl up and die it looks like the only one that were curl up and die was the forget and not slow down oh wait no they did the bird and the b- sides as well so the most recent one was 2008. And, uh, well, they've had records since this, but 2008 and 2009 were reviewed by X, X, Carl, Carl Up and Die X. It's Carl. Did you see oh, that? it's
1: Carl Up and Die? Yeah, Carl.
2: It's some guy named Carl. Who's this Carl? X, Carl Up and Die X. Oh, you're
1: right. Oh, Carl yeah. Up and Die. So maybe it has nothing to do with relying K. <laughs> maybe.
2: No, maybe I'm sure that's Carl? a plan. It's probably one of those fans that's like, yeah, really hard on them. It's like, well, it's like, like I've mentioned before, I'm not sure if you kept up up on every episode, but I mentioned at some point fairly recently that I put The Spine on my 2004 biggest disappointments list at the end of the year. Yeah. Because it still is like probably my least favorite record of theirs, but it's awesome because it's They Might Be Giants. But it was kind of like that, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. I think I actually wrote that in there like, "Mm, you guys could do better. So it's like, I still like it. I still jam on The Spine. It's probably the same thing with this person. Carl!
1: Well, we haven't even talked about it yet. But we should mention, so you host the They Might Be Giants podcast. I do? Our listeners, yes, don't you?
2: (laughs) I think, you know, I only recorded like seven episodes in the past week. Um,
1: It's called This Might Be a Podcast. And you go song by song through They Might Be Giants, which is an incredible feat to attempt because you said, like, isn't it something close to, like, 500,
2: 400 songs? 300? Well, oh, way more. Way more than that, dude. Okay, so I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now, and I'm seeing 578 rows. Yeah. Uh, And then also through the Patreon stuff, I'm also covering the two Monopuff albums and the John Linnell albums, but I'm doing those kind of in chunks like I did the first Patreon was Spencer right. Parks and I talking about the first three tracks of State songs, and then me and Adam and his package, Adam Gorin, talked about... Tracks four through six off of that, and I did one Monopuff that was four tracks off of um, Unsupervised. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and people keep telling me I'm missing stuff. Actually, it's more than that, because the... Have you ever heard of Venue songs? Yes. I mean, that's like... I just yeah.
1: bought that on my trip to Portland, actually.
2: <laughs> yep. I Yeah, I recently got a physical copy <laughs> of it, too, because I wanted the DVD. So, that is shoved over in the G column, because I haven't cleaned this thing up enough to jam... So, that's like another 30 songs... We just put um, a spreadsheet
1: together for ourselves, and we're only like, and I had to clean it up because there were tons of like duplicate and like things like that. And they and relying K does a bunch of like uh, interludes and things that uh-huh. we're not con- we're not considering separate episodes. So I had oh. to. Yeah. <laughs> so Don't I had to. out. <laughs> well, we've already we've already done it that way, so uh, we've done it that way for multiple songs already. But when I clean those all up, unsubscribe. 100- it's about hundred and seventy song <laughs> songs that, episodes that we have. Yeah. So out of like probably okay. close to two over two hundred tracks, we have about hundred and seventy episodes to do.
2: So the Random Par with Blink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just over. Yeah. yeah.
2: They might be Giants are just I mean, they've been going since nineteen eighty two. And I just did I did Weep Day, which uh yeah, this will be coming out like right after the Open Mike Eagle episode I had. Um Weep Day was recorded in 1983 not released uh, released on an EP that was long out of print in ni- uh, 1992 so 9 years later most people heard it in 1997 when the then compilation came out you know weep day right right yeah yeah um great song but like it's so obscure it's not on Spotify right okay so like you can find it on YouTube it's not on Spotify it's just not even like and that's a song that like most fans know, but mm, casual fans would have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Like, There's just so many things. Like, Did you know they had there was a bootleg uh, covers album that was put together and dubbed on cassette and sent around to the fan communities in the late 90s?
1: In the 90s? No, I've heard, I'm, I'm, I know of uh, Hello Radio.
2: Okay, so no, 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 no. This is They Might Be Giants covering oh, other bands. Oh, oh okay. So And they called it Stump Box, and huh. this episode will not have come out yet, but I talked to Matt Flood. That's his real name. Uh, he uh, helped put this together through the fan site previous to the TMBW wiki.
3: Uh-huh.
2: I need to remember I need to explain things more since this is not my podcast. <laughs> right. The They Might Be Giants wiki, there was a previous incarnation like TMBG.alt.whatever. Right. You know, something I, used to, I used to website. go to that website all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people around that community... Basically cobbled together these live bootleg recordings of them doing Smells Like Teen Spirit, I Want to Be Sedated, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Old school, (laughs) right? Uh, The Joker, A Horse With No Name, and dubbed these onto cassettes, and the art for the cassettes, I don't know why was, I don't know if you are a comics fan much, but in the 90s there was this image comics called Max with two X's. Oh,
1: definitely. I loved, I yeah. And yeah, the yeah.
2: cover, yeah, the cover was like that guy, like purple and yellow guy, just kind of like this. I don't know why. I forgot to ask Matt about that. Uh-huh. But I'm trying to convince him to, uh, he has one copy of it left, and I'm like, it's <laughs> it's meant to be on cassette, it's lo-fi, send me a cassette copy, please. And he's like, uh, I need to find a tape player. I don't have one anymore. <laughs> And that dude runs Asbestos Records now, which has put out Flood on vinyl, has put out a double LP of John Henry. Like they, he works with They Might Be Giants. So, anyway, this is not a They Might Be Giants podcast. So no, I'll this shut is a Reliant but, K
1: podcast. But Sorry. but this is what
2: I'm saying. There's so many goddamn songs. Like yeah. if I want to do covers episodes, oh, we're
1: talking about yeah. There's 15
2: of them right there. Right. To add on to the 540 that I already said. Yeah,
1: it's insane. Well, I did a, um. Jessica, before we decided to do a Reliant K podcast, Jessica was like, "Why don't you do an MXPX podcast?" And eventually, now there is an MXPX podcast I was telling you about, called Magnified Pod. They also, in their second season, they moved on to Five Iron Frenzy, but they go album uh, by album. So they do sure. like, the discography of a band, and then they do an F- and, and they've only done two seasons, but I guess this is the trajectory. Yeah, show. that
2: seems a lot more reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> than what we're doing.
1: But before they before they started doing that, Jessica said to me, "Like, why don't you do an MXPX podcast?" She didn't really want to do it. <laughs> Maybe <Right>? she come <laughs> on the show. But MXPX actually have an official song list that can be found. It used to be on their website. Ah. They took it down at one point, but you can find it through like time, you know, the time machine and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they and then I put that in in Excel, and they have 300 songs that are released. Yeah. And yeah. like it's known that Mike Carrera writes has written way more even more songs than that that have never seen the light of day. He's like a mm-hmm. super prolific, pr- prolific songwriter. So I was like, no, I don't need to do 300 <laughs> different MXPX songs. This seems more manageable, 170. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: that's the thing. Like, well, then if you wanted to do for your Patreon episodes, do some of those weirder ones, the deep cuts for right. you know. Well, I, I was thinking of this when you mentioned solo Mise, songs or whatever.
1: When you mentioned "Weep Day," Relying K, we're figuring out does not have a lot of like super rare stuff. They maybe have less than ten tracks I'm aware of that, at least at this point, that are like super rare. Like we just—that's well,
2: kind of nice. Yeah, that's kind of nice. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to dig and find like a gem, right? Like someone who hasn't heard "Weep Day." It's like I've been in the band for twenty into the band for twenty years. I'm only hearing this song for the first time, and like that's kind of cool. But also. I mean, I remember seeing the Hold Steady once, and them saying something on stage about how they don't put out Rare 7 Inches. They don't put out, like, intentionally, they want their music to be easy to find and don't want to, like, have people, like, jacking the prices up on eBay for their stuff. You know, they want stuff to be accessible. So there's something to be said for that. These are the good songs. The rest got so trashed that you'll no one will ever hear them. Right. This is, these are the ones we want you to hear.
1: Yeah, I think that's what Reliant K did. I don't think they released a song unless they're happy with it. And then there are just some early, there's like an early EP, there's a song called Operation on an early EP that never went anywhere else and never ended up on B-side collections or their box set of their early work or anything like that. And then there's a couple songs on their first demo, which is easily accessible, but is now only on YouTube. Like it's not streaming or anything. Right. And there's a couple songs on there that they did not carry through any further into their <laughs> career.
2: Well, what you should be doing now, I mean, you know about those sites where you can, like, rip an mp3 off of YouTube, right? Yeah, Use exactly. This. Yeah. Yeah. So you should be ripping all of those as you find them, just in case they get taken down. Yeah, that's what I've been doing.
1: I've done that for covers. We've So when we've talked about, I haven't brought this to the show before, but there are covers that we have found when we're talking about, a, you know, a relatively well-known song for Reliant K., and then I was like, I really love that cover. I'm gonna go back and listen to it, and it's gone. And I'm like, yeah. No! And yeah. one time, and we edited, and I got so mad. Oh my gosh! One got time, so mad. <laughs> one time, <laughs> someone edited it out to, or deleted it. Sorry, someone deleted their cover between the moment I found it and two days later when we recorded, they deleted their cover, and it had been up for eight years. And I'm like, How did this happen? And they, I can't remember what song it was right now, but it was a song. It was a song where all the covers were just solo guitar and that gets really boring after a while and then it's like right. we can't talk about all of these and this one person did a video game style cover but not like an not a chip tune thing but they had they just like an electronic cover with video game elements and some other ambient like electronic stuff in the back yeah and and it was so cool and i was so happy we found it and then it's deleted. And I was so upset. I was really upset on the podcast. Yeah. And we had yeah. to I had to take a break. <clears throat> and we had to Oh, like, were you
2: actually recording? And then it's like yeah, we're just, recording. I'll just bring it yeah. up. Yeah, I'm like Whoa.
1: getting into my preamble <laughs> for the cover, and now <laughs> it's gone. And I'm like, and I go and I'm like, what where is it? And I was so upset. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs>
2: it's like the the song All Time What by the Giant stuff. So I like fun. There was a guy who actually And I may have said this on an episode again. I'm so far ahead, I can't remember what's even aired. Uh, A guy who recorded a cover, like just for me, like I put a shout out, and I'm like, I can only find one cover of this song. Uh You know, it's it's a year and a half old. Like, what gives? It's almost two years old. Why are there not more covers? It's a great Flansburg song. So this guy's like, here you go. He recorded it like in a day, and then put it up on SoundCloud. And then so me and my guest ACJ Nickel, who's in LA, um, talked about it and we loved it and then like a month later when i went to edit the episode he had taken it down oh wow and he had actually deleted his whole soundcloud like it just disappeared <laughs> i'm like what happened to this guy i'm like what i'm like what on earth like and then like he's on twitter I, I found him on twitter he wasn't answering to that or had he like deleted his twitter he's actually no he's back now but Someone did some some stealth uh, Googling for me and found an email address for him <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> off of a website. So I emailed him. He's like, Oh, yeah, I'll just send you the MP3. He's like, I ju-, <laughs> okay. He's just like, I couldn't maintain all these sites. It's not that I didn't <laughs> like it or I didn't like whatever. He's like, I just decided to just pare down to like his official website or something. Right. So that was like, it wasn't on air. On air, we talked about it like, Oh, this is so good and this and this electronic version, blah, blah, blah. And then I go to edit it. And I'm like, where is it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, so I've been funny. saving. So as I download things to edit them, I, I've been saving them on my hard drive. For, for. So I have these covers that I like. And also there's like full concerts of Reliant K that I'm like, who knows when these will just suddenly disappear. And some of these have the only live footage I could find of certain songs that we haven't gotten to yet. And I'm like, I better yeah. save all of this.
2: Especially when uh, the virus, you know, takes yeah. down Google <laughs> exactly. and YouTube, just goes under and everything. It's like when MySpace <laughs> lost like files. Oh yeah, files. that's so
1: upsetting. Yeah. What if yeah. it happened to YouTube? Can you imagine? Oh, I know. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can
2: you imagine? There is so much on there, and people don't back stuff up. They're like, oh, it's in the cloud. It's fine.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's on the net. It's on the web. It's fine. <sighs> so,
1: Doctor Worm. Dr. Worm? <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> Doctor so we, Who?
2: What? What I think you should do is pretend is be like, and here's the cover section, and then play the They Might Be Giants version. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't told you this, but like for um for the for the Reliant K cover album, K is, K is for karaoke. Yeah. We're mostly doing it as Patreon episodes, but we're okay. doing this one free. We're gonna do. They did. They did Africa like oh yeah 9 years before before Weezer before Weezer it it. blew up again yeah yeah and their cover is way better than Weezer's I
3: have to check that <laughs> so out So we're yeah.
1: going to we're going to talk about that in front of the paywall and we're going to then it's going to be a double free Weezer thing they did uh Surf Wax America and we're going to oh, do that in nice. front of the paywall and Great then the son. rest people are going to have to pay us if they want to hear more for Karaoke Yeah
2: <laughs> cough up that money yo Yeah
1: uh, <laughs> So yeah so this is this was a this was the fact that they did this song, was like so worlds colliding for me because I've talked about it a little bit on your podcast, but They Might Be Giants is the first real artist that I ever learned about or got into, and it was because of Tiny Tunes. So it's technically because of Kids Entertainment I learned about them, but they yeah. were an actual band, an actual artist that I learned about. First tape I owned that wasn't a Disney tape. It wasn't Donald Duck singing or something. And then. <laughs> And then I can't do a good <laughs> Donald Duck. <laughs> Je- yeah, Jessica does uh, You
2: Allen. should bleep you should bleep some of that out. <laughs> Whoa,
1: this is a family friendly po- Disney's gonna come after us. Hey Donald, ah, put your pants upset about us. Put your
2: pants back on, Donald. Why are you never wearing pants?
1: <laughs> so uh so Daisy likes K- it. <laughs> She's not wearing pants either. Yeah. Uh or is
2: she? I don't remember. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I'm here to derail. I'm here <laughs> to just wears, derail like, everything. Yeah, she wears a dress. Yeah, does she? okay. Yeah. So it's just Donald just walking around. So maybe Disney like...
1: characters' genitals are like in their belly buttons or something.
2: <laughs> maybe well, you know, du- you know, ducks. You know, under all it's all <laughs> hidden under those
1: feathers. She know, like it just feathers. gave you the weirdest look. But I'm oh I'm serious. Like think about it. Like the characters that don't wear pants, they have shirts, right? <laughs> but the characters that don't wear shirts, they have. Like Mickey Mouse, like has you know overalls and right. pants up to his yeah. je- overalls, up to his chest. Yeah. So maybe all nipples. of the Disney characters, maybe their genitals are just like by their stomachs because their stomachs are always covered.
2: <laughs> I think I think my goal here is just to make your make your <laughs> wife blush as much as possible. So that's going to be my goal here. Well, just, uh, um, I apologize in advance, but but oh hold on, I forgot. <laughs> there you go. You're going to have to be trigger trigger finger ready on that bleeping machine. Yeah. So, so so this was released in 2011, right? Yeah, this was released in
1: 2011. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a, a world's colliding thing for me. And I, when you you already talked about Dr. Worm on your show. Episode three. That's right. And you did that with your wife, right? You did that yep. podcast with your wife. So it was kind of like a proto Sadie Hawkins pod yeah. to do a <laughs> podcast with your wife. <laughs>
2: you owe us big. Yeah. We're going to need uh, royalties of some kind.
1: Um, and I remember it, and we hadn't even, Jessica and I hadn't even thought of the idea of doing this podcast when you talked about that, but I was like, I hope they talk about the Reline K cover and you did. Yeah. Uh, you didn't we're have like, a Like, who to, is this? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have well, a ton we, to say about it. Yeah. I remember, but the thing is we didn't have a ton to say about it either. When we did our, you know, preliminary section of this yeah. episode without you, um, they were just, they made some of the instruments a little heavier. In my general feeling, I don't know what your feelings are on the cover. So what I'm getting at is what I'm getting at is what I'm gonna ask you. But like our feeling was like, it felt like they just made some of the instruments a little heavier, like, and it's almost like they were holding back from trying to make this like a proper, like full ahead pop punk version. It felt like they were holding back maybe in ref- in reverence to they might be giants. Like, let's keep this sort of the, you know, the, the, the pace, the tempo, uh, you know, in line with the original. But the fact that they kind of like boosted up some of that instrumentation and it felt like they were holding back from doing something totally different.
2: Yeah, you know, that's that's the problem that I have like, because we put out a whole, um, or Outdoor Velour, my one of my bands put out a whole covers album um, last year, early last year. And it, uh, well, it was expensive for one. Thank God I have a recording studio. We spent over $850 on licensing to stay above board. Oh, wow. Paid, uh, they might be giants like forty bucks, I think, to do uh, Doctor Worm. And for songs, I really, really like, and I think it might be because I'm a drummer. The like tempo and vibe and like the groove of a song is like a really major component. Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm gonna change the tempo of a song, I really have to have some weird thing in mind. Because like, if it's a song I've loved like Doctor Worm, you know, for t- 20 years, it's, it's just like, how much do I really want to mess with this, you know? Right. And so, you know, a secret, I actually, when I started, because Outdoor Velour, when it was just me and Kara, I would actually start with um, drums a lot of the time. So I actually, when I started our cover, not only is it a similar tempo, it is the exact tempo, because I drummed along with the original oh, in nice. my ears yeah. and just I I went off on my own things I did different fills I did slightly different less swingy kind of beginning but like it's the exact tempo because I was just playing along with the original in my ear and then over top of that built our version uh so it is the exact same tempo and there's uh the reliant k1 is pretty 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 you know they they let they lean into the swinging thing at the beginning dun, 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 dun. like they almost make it more jazzy but still heavier on the guitars so the guitars are a lot thicker in their version but they still keep that kind of swingy beginning mm. and then it goes straight ahead they keep the feel pretty i mean pretty much the what outdoor floor did on our take was keep the feel of it intact and just screw with like well like the vocal delivery obviously for every singer is going to be different um you know he's not going to like imitate Linell or something So the vocal delivery, the uh, guitar style, you know, it's definitely a typical Reliant K guitars, you know, that pop-punk guitar style. Um, And they added a lot of harmonies, which I like.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's the stuff we can't figure out. Yes. (laughs) Because we're not professional musicians. (laughs) Well. Jessica wants to open candy. She keeps eyeing candy here in our home. Candy. And she's like, I really want that caramel. And I've got to open this loud. Whoa, that is loud. That's very loud. What What is is that? Got a her... box
2: of rocks.
1: <laughs> they're like some Is sort that... of caramels.
2: Those are grandma's candies. Ooh, look at that! <laughs>
0: I don't even know where these came from. They came
1: out Your... of those Day of the Dead boxes. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like we got this gift. It was like for the Mexican Day of the Dead. It was but... a
0: Halloween present from my mom. Oh
1: well, they're <laughs> oh. just. But they're. It's like okay, then it's. I guess it's a Mexican themed Halloween thing. Those aren't at the same time of year, right? Mexican Day of the Dead and Halloween. I don't know. It's don't the know. day
2: yeah it like, is a day after or something. oh it's it? the okay. day after yeah, yeah. okay it's so no, she November bought it think it was a
1: halloween thing but it's it is a day mm. of the dead close box yeah. full of candy <laughs> anyway but yeah i know that's that, that's something i was hoping because i know you're not only they might giants expert but you are a musician and therefore you have your expertise in music as well <laughs> so i'm like i suppose that's always yeah. good because yeah. we don't really have the ability to talk about uh Harmonies. Yeah, (laughs) we've been learning a little bit. Jessica picked up the bass, so we could like she could learn a little bit more. And we've been watching, you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that. But yeah, basically, we don't have any deeper understanding of like keys or time signatures, you know, anything like that.
2: Well, what the hell are you doing with (laughs) podcasts? Now I I realize that I get like into the thick of it a lot more than other podcasts and. I think I told you I kind of avoided it at first. I was like, people are gonna just like be like, "What? This is boring," but I, I did it once with with Rachel Jones, uh, who was doing her doctorate in musicology. So we like got into the thick of it with uh, "We Want to Rock." I think uh, a flood. They might be giants. Flood and uh, people responded positively to it. So now I've just been like going all in on that and like, no, this is not in this key signature. Well, nope, I appreciate it. This is it. not, you know, this yeah. is shit. Well, okay, good. I, I appreciate yeah, cause,
1: it because it, it helps me figure things out. And, you know, when I, if any other, I tried to listen, I've listened a little bit to the show Song Exploder, but yeah. they don't get as technical as I want them to get. Like, they actually, some and some episodes do. The episodes but, are too short. Yeah, like, I want them to go way deeper than they go.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to get Reliant Can in there. Yeah. Um. So Yeah, he, so I think, like, so in twenty. Eleven. So, the lead singer... What's the lead singer's name? Matt
1: Jason.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: is he harmonizing himself there, or is there another Probably. dude that's in that era of the band who would have been doing the harmonies?
1: I'd have to re-listen to it, but I assume it's him harmonizing with himself, because he does that on that's a lot of songs. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's I can, what it sounds yeah. like to
2: me. Yeah, and, and lots of times, like, the, the giants will do that, too. And in Dr. Worm, there are some harmonies that are kind of hidden, but really, it's mostly just, like, Linell's lead. So, he really, like thickens up those harmonies a lot and it's mostly like he's pretty much just doing a parallel third above the melodies. so it's like you know i mean if the notes in f sharp because the songs and i think they keep the same key signature hold on let me see hold on i'm gonna check the key signature okay. <laughs> see if they kept it in f sharp uh major which is like the guitarist like least favorite key i've seen people actually yeah when pet symmetry covered it uh, on the uh second live episode uh birdhouse they uh, the guy used a capo so he capoed his guitar so that he could play mm-hmm. normal open chords and not have to play all these crazy bar chords hold on let me just check here yeah they keep the key signature the same okay so now yeah. uh,
1: you're 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 taking the job of one of our twitter followers <laughs> one of our <laughs> listeners
2: i'm putting a man out of work i know <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I I mean, I've covered it, so I know how to play it, yeah. and I play with my first graders on accordion. I mean my accordions are over there if you'd like. Uh so that's one thing they don't have in their version is accordion. But they keep the horns. So it's it's actually a good horn key. Uh, which I don't know what Linnell was thinking. You know, John Linnell they might be giants when he wrote it, if he was like, Oh, this'll be good for the horns, I got horns in mind. Um but the guitarists are like, well, if you're good at bar chords or power chords, it doesn't really matter. And these guys are probably playing mostly power chords, so doesn't matter as much that you're playing an f sharp as opposed to an g or whatever that's an easier chord um
1: we were trying to find um but yeah so
2: they keep it pretty faithful they don't change the key they very they barely change the tempo um but it's mostly arrangement so like the thicker pop punk guitars the vocal harmonies right and so he's doing a third so like if he's singing uh, so if he's singing then he would add the uh If you say so. Well, so like you add the, uh, so if you're singing, uh, and do those at the same time, they sound pretty,
1: you know. He must be harmonizing with himself, like I said, because it's something we started to notice in Reliant K's music that it's on a lot of tracks, and it's probably gotten to the point where I didn't even notice it on Dr. Worm because it happens so much with Yeah, um, harmonizing with himself,
2: right? And is that something he does a lot on the regular albums, or is it like especially prevalent on this cover album?
1: On the regular albums, Mm -hmm. a lot.
2: Okay, well, I was just gonna say, like, with this, like, it's saying it's an EP, but it it turned to a full length, right? Yeah. Oh, part two.
1: So they did two EPs, and then they collected them all together and released the full length, which is now. They did a similar thing. We I realized with their Christmas album, they had a Christmas EP in two thousand three and then they filled it out with more songs in 2008 and released it uh-huh. only as the full length and now you can't find the EP on streaming or iTunes or anything because technically it's within this full length sure. and they did this, the exact same thing with this with this cover project where they had two EPs and you could you know download the EPs at the time but then they put it all together in a full length And now you can't technically get the EPs anymore. Although one EP apparently was pressed to CD, but not the other one, I think. I was Uh, trying to figure this out. And this is a blind spot for us because we don't, of all the albums, because we have not talked about this album yet. And it's really when we talk about the songs and the albums that we start to realize more about them. But there is such a confusing release history about this, and we never listen to it too much. But yeah, Well,
2: I'm assuming you looked at the, I mean, just Wikipedia. Yeah. Says that, yeah, Alt Press reported that they were releasing this EP, K is for karaoke, and was available, yeah, June 28th, 2011, through the Amazon MP3 store, also available through iTunes, or as a physical CD on the Vans Warp Tour, oh, and okay. rock, rock the Universe at Universal <laughs> Studios. And then October 4th of that year, they released a second EP, which says nothing about a CD. So yeah. I think then at that point, they're like, just tack it on. Right.
1: I think that's yeah so. that, that makes sense because I just went to Discogs and I typed in K for karaoke because I was actually trying to find out who plays horns yeah. in this but they didn't have a full like musicians credit on Discogs. Yeah. I just realized it could be Matt Thiessen because he does play trumpet because when we've seen them live, really? they do mm. look, they've done a cover of Cake's The Distance and yeah. he played trumpet on it.
0: I think uh, Hoops played something.
1: Oh, yeah. did he play something as well?
0: Played. I almost say a trombone, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But uh, and, there,
1: and there's foot, there's a, a promotional photos of them where they're holding trumpets and stuff mm-hmm. so I think it's an instrument that yeah. he plays.
2: Yeah. So was the Doctor Worm uh cover on the initial EP? I mean it's put at track 8 on the full I length.
1: think it was on the second EP. Mhm. Yeah, second because EP. Yeah, okay. the Cause I did because like I said when I went to Discogs and was just looking at physical CDs it wasn't on the physical CD EP, uh, and that's okay. the first one. So I did. Well, I was find- gonna
2: say that's be might where you find the credits is in an actual CD yeah, booklet. But if it was never on CD, yeah.
1: the EP is not too the the first EP physical release is not too expensive right now. So maybe we should buy <laughs> one before it gets the Sadie Hawkins pod bump and everyone goes out there trying to buy it. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this
1: is a this is
2: a great collection of songs. I mean, they've got big hits, but kind of ones you might not expect, like "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." Is great. Right. Uh, baby is like, did they kind of? I haven't heard that one. Did they just like play it off kind of as a joke, or I think they take it, it was? Seriously? A,
1: I think it was. I think it's. That's gonna be the first one we do, on our own. First one for Patreon is gonna be baby, and I think it's like a partially ironic thing because like here's a pop song, sure. but Mattyson does write pop songs for po- he writes music and songs for other pop artists oh and, really yeah and they have an album called collapsible lung which is kind of their most maligned by the fan community <laughs> album where it's like their big pop sensibility album where there's like you know it's like we joke that it's basically like uh, grocery store music <laughs> it's so, not it's well, nothing you if know, you remember News- from <laughs> Right. From, um, punk
2: News didn't even bother to review it. Yeah. So.
1: It's not a punk album. So, <laughs> <laughs> my point was uh, before Pop, before Poptimism was a concept, I think Matt Thiessen's always been a Poptimist. So, he probably <laughs> did it not fully ironically with a little irony, but not too much. Sure. And also, this is 2011. I mean, yeah. and So, it's before right. Justin Bieber revealed himself as the biggest piece of garbage in the universe
2: (laughs) yeah i think baby came out in 2006 or 2007 i want to say because i was teaching in an elementary school in rural indiana just like i do now but different uh town and this song was so hot that year that um i usually am the one that puts together the talent show you guys did you have elementary school talent shows? right they're fantastic so there's always that one song every year that like every usually the girls every girl auditions to i'm like just pick a different song i'm only letting one of you in just pick a different song okay (laughs) but then they all sing baby (laughs) the girl who ended up doing it was a second grader and she did great like she bested all these older girls she did the whole rap part like the ludicrous rap it was great wait do they do the rap portion
1: in the oh they probably do huh Uh, i I haven't we haven't listened back to it
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, the whole Starbucks thing, all that. Yeah. Like, it's a clean rap because, I mean, uh, Justin Bieber at the time was meant for tweens, you know? Yeah. yeah. But this is great. Yeah. Uh, Interstate Love Song. I was so, I was the guy that was like, Stone Toe Pilots are better than Pearl Jam. And they are. Well, I yeah, still stand I by that. I don't
1: care for Pearl Jam at all, to be honest. You and, know,
2: so. Core, Core was kind of a weak album, but like Purple, the album that has Interstate Love Song, whew, so good. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Inside of Love, I love Not a Surf. That is fantastic. This yeah. is a good. This is a good selection here. I'm gonna have to just go and listen to this whole thing. Finally, this whole cover zone. Cool. Good job, Reliant K. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I've, just picking a good selection of stuff, and it's a wide variety of stuff. You know, it's like not all ironic stuff. It's not all hipster stuff. There's a good selection here. This is a good, uh, good track list.
1: I found a uh, one interview, and we didn't bring this up. So we didn't bring this up without you here yet. But I found one interview where it. Where they're talking with the drummer at the time, Ethan Luck. They've had three major drummers, three drummers, or they've had three drummers that, like, you know, depending on your favorite error of Relying K, right? they're kind of differentiated by these three drummers. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> so, my point is interview. interview with Ethan Luck. They asked him, and this is with Indie Vision, uh, Indie Vision Music, Indie Vision Music, which is like a Christian alternative sort of website. I guess this must have been two thousand. This had to have been in two thousand eleven because they're talking about how the full length is coming soon, uh, mm-hmm. and I just lost the part about Doctor Worm. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing this but, isn't live radio. But I want you to—I want you to hear this because I thought this was funny because it's so—it was so not true of them. It was not true when they thought this. Uh, they asked the drummer Ethan Locke, "Why did you cover Doctor Worm?" And he says, "I think that was Matt's idea, and he must be talking about Matt Teese in the lead singer because there's two Matts in the band." And he uh, says, yeah. he says, I think the whole... Oh, that's something else I have to mention. I'll mention that in a second. Um, he says, I think it was Matt's idea. I think the whole band is a fan of They Might Be Giants. And that was one of those songs we thought was very obscure. But I guess it wasn't that obscure because tons of fans seemed to like it and already knew the song prior to releasing it. That's... Yeah, that's my favorite on the EP. So that's so funny that they were probably thinking like... They probably just thought Istanbul... Or something was, it was yeah
2: or what parkman <laughs> birdhouse i mean what's it had I a mean, music video
1: for them yeah. giants
2: it was well it's what i consider the last of the, like the first wave of music videos so i bought so there's a the might giants like uh do you have uh direct from brooklyn yes the music video yep. collection i yeah. have
1: the vhs so- and the dvd
2: yeah, right. I just have it on VHS, right? And it came out right after Doctor Worm. It was almost like I feel like a promotional thing for Doctor Worm because it right. was Doctor Worm, I believe, was the first video on that, is it not? The very first one, I because then it goes so, yeah. kind of it goes kind of chronologically a little remember. bit or, or maybe chronologically backwards. I don't know, but it felt like at the time because Doctor Worm for They Might Be Giants for people who don't I can't assume that people know these things on this podcast. <laughs> uh, it was tacked on to the front of a live album called Severe Tire right. Damage in 1997. So Severe Tire Damage was a live album that was pieced together from a whole like range of live shows. Really cool arrangements of some of their older songs, stuff that people would know. Um, who aren't even that big of fans of the band, as well as some more obscure ones. But then they tacked on two studio recordings for some reason. One was almost just like an intro kind of theme track, and then one was, um, well, there's uh they might, yeah, oh, yeah, um, they got lost. And then there was, or no, that was a live one. I'm blanking. Uh, but, yeah, Dr. Worm was just, like, tacked on to the beginning. It's like, I-, I don't know what the deal was at the time. I mean, they were just off of Electra Records, so they were just done with their major label deal. Right. And I think they might have used up the last bit of that money to like make a really expensive music video. And you know, Dr. Worm isn't extravagant or anything, but there's a lot of elements. There's like, you know, the music video for it has a lot, it has animation, it's got the live um, video, it's got some cool like cuts and stuff. So, I mean, like, music videos are expensive, especially in 1997. Right. Right. So, like, that's, and then they put out that collection. I feel like, so like, Oh, we're worried Dr. Worm's gonna be forgotten. It's just on this live album. So let's put out this video collection and it's on there too. And that video and that song have become like one of the most popular They Might Be Giants songs. Like if you look on the wiki, it's always like there's the song rankings. Like that's another thing I love about the wiki for They Might Be Giants is the, the song rankings. Let's see, where does Dr. Worm? I recently,
1: fall? I got I like a half a year ago or so, six months ago, same thing. I created my They Might Be a Wiki login, and I was like, I'm going to rate every single song, at least, you know, it's not 500, (laughs) because (laughs) you have a way longer list than is available on there, but I'm like, I'm going to be a good fan and give my rating for every single song, and I gave up, like, three days into this project.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so it's ranked, so on the Wiki, like, we were discussing how many songs they have, the song rankings have 910 songs but that's because even Dr. Worm when I looked alphabetically for Dr. Worm it has Dr. Worm the studio version Dr. Worm demo Dr. Worm dial a song which is like the demo of a demo Dr. Worm live on the live album almanac and then Dr. Worm famous polka medley live Mm -hmm. so there's five Dr. Worms so it kind of the popular ones and the ones that have demos really up the number a lot. But out of the 910, Dr. Worm, the studio version, is number six.
1: Right. Yeah, it's a big so song. So to it's say it's an obscure thought. song.
2: The it, drummer thought it was obscure, right? Is that what you said? What you the to? drummer?
0: There was that Kablam video.
2: Oh, yeah. As well. That too. Yeah, so there were two There were two videos. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so they were too. pushing it to. Yeah, so they were pushing it to like MTV or MTV Two or whatever it was actually playing music. It is at the time, but also to like
1: the kids, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was the drummer who is at least in his recollection, the year that they did it. He's like, we thought it was obscure, but I guess it's not. <laughs> I find that funny. One other thing I was gonna say was, I just remembered this. I've been thinking about this forever, leading up to this episode. I'm like, I hope I don't forget to mention it. But th- there's this. There's an odd parallel. It, like an opposite, what would you call it? Like an opposite, like an X-shaped parallel? <laughs> I to <laughs> there's a, that there's an opposite then. trajectory <laughs> for both They uh-huh. Might Be Giants and Reliant K. Okay? Because, uh-huh. first of all, you have John and John and they are the two main people who, and we know that like They Might Be Giants started as a duo specifically and they mm-hmm. had drum machines and they had all these electronic elements and they did all this stuff. Then they become a full band. You have John you have John, and John, and then their band is known to have Dan and Dan and another guy. who's They not had named three Dan's
2: Dan. for a while. Yes, they had a full house: two Johns and three Dan's. That's right. The band I of that. the band of Dan's for Mink Car.
1: Well, yeah. ignore that for my odd coincidences.
2: <laughs> okay, sorry I said that. You can cut that out. Just one giant bleep, <laughs> one giant bleep for the whole sentence.
1: So, Reliant <laughs> K are pretty much like the core of the band is the two mats. There's Matt Mattyson, the singer, and Matt Hoops, the lead guitarist, and they are like the two guys who met. They're they're like the they're the Paul and John of the band. They're the Tom and Mark. They're like the two guys that met and were like, let's start a band. And everyone else, okay, you went with
2: Beatles and then (laughs) Blink. I'm
1: just trying to think of two
2: Titans, pillars of rock. (laughs) (laughs) What what about Mick and Keith? I mean, where that that was too that was hilarious.
1: I'm just going off of what I know, and all I know are bands That's that start fine. with B.
2: That's fine. The Beatles, <laughs> and it jumps right to Blink. Nothing in the middle.
1: That's like the history of rock and roll with Reliant K, and then there might be giants in the middle. But then, so so they, So now I'm throwing off. Reliant K has Matt and Matt, <laughs> two guys, same name, just like John and John, and the have giants. Then, in a later section of a later time, a later time in their history, they have two Johns in their band. They have John yeah? Schnack and yeah. John Warren and we didn't mention that, but they changed the, the rabbi reference in Dr. Worm to Rabbi Warren. And that was the name of their bass player at the time, because they have two Johns in the band. One's John Warren, but yeah. So you're following this so far, right? It goes deeper <laughs> because they is might this be... like
2: a Christopher Nolan movie. It is. I mean, what is, <laughs> or is it M night Shyamalan? Which one, <laughs> what's the twist? Yeah. The
1: twist is they might be giants start as a duo become a full band relying K starts as a full band and become a duo because now because uh. th- nowadays relying K with their last album, which was 2016, they pretty much said, like, OK, we've had people coming and going from the band. The core of this band is Matt and Matt. So we're a duo. And then we just, you know, whoever our friends are that can come on tour or help with whatever okay. EP or song that we're working uh. on. That's so it's now just when you go on the Wikipedia for relying K, it just shows two members. Like, wow. Yeah. So
2: what do you? So what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, that's kind of interesting because in the back of my mind, I'd be like, "Man, are these guys just jerks or what? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: everybody- What's
2: the deal? They can't keep other guys around." I mean, being a touring band, making a rock band your lifestyle, especially as you're creeping, you know, in your forties or whatever, it's like it's a rough life. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's the case, but do you have any idea? W- I think I mean, they might be, giants. Heard- have a lot of backing guys, but yeah, since they started as a duo, it's kind of just like,
1: I know that, you know, we last,
2: hire on the guys we like, right?
1: I know that the last, the last full version of the band that the world knows, which was Matt, Matt, John, John, and Ethan, Ethan left the band, but then the John's, in the band, not your Johns, but our Johns, they didn't officially leave. Like the band just kind of went on hiatus. And when they came back, like they just weren't available. So like John Warren and John Schneck never this is something I heard. Oh in wow. they never fully yeah, left never the band. Have,
0: yeah, they're still officially members of the band. They just have not played part of the last in record. Like eight yeah. Years. And
1: haven't toured. Yeah. Ouch. So, and I think that yeah. I've heard I've I've heard a lot of interviews where they're all still friends with pretty much everyone that's been in the band. Yeah. So their original yeah. bass player who was kind of like a core member. He was he's the only he's the only other member on the demo. That kind of stayed through the band for many years. They've had a couple. They actually have had more drummers than I even mentioned before. They had a drummer just on their demo. Uh, Is this like Spinal Tap, them. where one yeah. just like spontaneously,
2: <laughs> you know, combusted, left a a, a module of goo or yeah. whatever? <laughs> he choked on his own vomit. You can't dust for vomit. We oh, don't yeah. know if it was his vomit. So, <laughs> did you know? So, you're a Patreon subscriber. You know that they they might be giants. Had a third John at one point, right? Very briefly.
1: That's right. I did know that. Yes.
2: Their first drummer, their first human drummer. Right. He was only on one recorded song. I had him on a Patreon episode, Jonathan Feinberg. So his name's Jonathan Feinberg. But when he joined the band, John Feinberg and John Flansburg are so close together. They're <laughs> like they're like we're gonna call you J D, <laughs> like his middle name. So like he became J D Feinberg. His I I think he basically said like no one's ever called me J D except when I was in that band. There were already two Johns and there was already a John F. Berg, you know, Flansburg and can You're JD. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the Band of Dans. That was only really for 1M for me. Yeah, I remember car, that. that I think
1: that was the first time I saw The Maybe Giants live. It was still The Band Same. of Dans. Because I remember them mm-hmm. making the full house joke. And I remember being super excited that all the members of The Be Giants other than the Johns were named Dan. Because my name was Dan. And my name it's still is Dan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's also kind of oddly satisfying. Yeah. Like... And I've been in a band with another Greg too. This band Minus World. Also, my first podcast co-host was named Greg. Two Greg's one podcast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so and we once did an episode with a third friend who was Greg, and we called that episode Three Greg's One Podcast. And that was very. I mean, I guess it's not confusing if you're just having a conversation with each other, right? But if someone's like, "Hey, John," and like three people turn to look, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dan leary yeah so irish i want to put an o leary like Miss O'Leary's. Count, i know i think on one t-
1: i think recently you did put an o on my name did i when i yeah oh no
2: <laughs> well i'm from chicago so when O'Leary i was on your like... patreon
1: like roundtable did episode I? I think on one oh, of because no. you posted in multiple places like one was facebook and twitter one of them you wrote O'Leary, but i was like that's fun whoops because <laughs> we tell. were because our family was the O'Learys until my grandmother arrived in america and lost oh. the O, because you know, like this. The, I it mean, fell off the boat. Yeah, you know, you know that whole. The thing? O just
2: fell right yeah. off.
1: <laughs> well, that's literally, you know, you know that that's what they call it. The O, like the, they the, they lost the O on the boat. Yeah, I don't know how true. Oh, this I never is. heard that. Yeah. I don't know how tr- how factual this is, but this is the story that I always heard about like Irish families coming to America. That after yeah. a while, uh, immigration got tired of just writing O. On everything so they just would start writing their name without
2: the o <laughs> alphabetically yeah that o's not important yeah i don't get this whole irish thing the yeah and all the all the ones that start with the mc you know, yeah. it's just like i just drop that off well like with my mom's name like we're talking about like you know her, you know the ancestry and stuff and the mom's names are always harder. you know the w- women you know taking on their husband's name or whatever like then it gets just harder to track back so like my mom's main name is lawrence but, like, the thought, like, she actually went to Poland and Lithuania to, like, go and try to find stuff out. Because, like, for my dad, it was super easy. Like, especially when ancestry.com came around. So my mom's, like, going there and they're like, was it Lorenz with a Z? Was it Lorenski? You know, was it very Polish? And they just changed it to Lawrence with a C. So who knows? And she'll probably never find out because that it was just lost to time. So,
3: yeah,
2: yeah it's crazy how that works. And, uh, again, the immigration thing. It's like, your last name's not important. Just yeah. like, just, your name starts with an L now. There's too many O's <laughs> in this ledger. We can't keep track of it.
1: <laughs> well, you know who got to decide what they called themselves? And they made sure everyone knew it, was Dr. Worm. <laughs> he said, my name's Dr. Worm. Because he didn't, yeah. he wasn't an actual I'm, doctor. So he yeah. was like, it's everyone true. call me Dr. Worm, please. Well, his name
2: is actually Worm. Yeah. But he, his title, <laughs> his title was not earned. Right. No. And Rab- Rabbi Vol, we never know if Rabbi Vol was... uh actually a rabbi you right know. Can, can rabbi Vol perform bar and bat mitzvahs don't know
1: and i don't know if John um, warren was actually a rabbi <laughs> no he wasn't a <laughs> rabbi. They're yeah so they say
2: rabbi warren when when the solo comes in yeah. right yeah. So rever- yeah, in that's the version. name of their
1: actual bass player and when yeah. i the first time i actually noticed that i turned to jessica and i'm like is is john warren Ethnically Jewish? I don't have any idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think do really I, th- I don't think so.
1: But I wasn't that crazy to think so, because there is another big Christian punk band, you know, punk adjacent band whose lead singer was Jewish, and that was the Supertones. So it's not that. And they're like the most Christian band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: they, uh, they, they, the Jews like the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it's fine. You know, Jesus was Jewish. So there you go. But, uh, um, yeah, so,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I have one other Dr. Warren story that actually ties into the Christian theme of our podcast and that yeah. is doc. So, so I was a huge, they giants fan for my whole life. They're like the band that carried with me through different times where I was into different types of music. They're like the band that I kept with, no matter if I like grunge and then I dropped grunge for skate punk. And then I started listening to ska, but I always had them every giants. Um, one time at a youth at a youth group, I brought severe tire damage. I had just bought it to youth group, and I was like, nice. "There's no swears on this." So I'm, and then the thing is, my parents were not stringent about music. They didn't care. Like they they are the reason I was Christian, but they didn't care. Like as long as I wasn't didn't have like really filthy music. Like the only two I said I the only two CDs they ever took away from me were Nine Inch Nails and Broken EP, for obvious oh, reasons. But uh-huh. then also, Adam Sandler's They're All Gonna Laugh at You. <laughs> yeah! Because it's an no! incredible... Well, incredib- <laughs> no! Other than Lunch Lady Land and uh, Han- the Hanukkah song, it is an incredibly it's dirty so album. so dirty. Every song, yeah. every track on Is that
2: next- the one with um, with all the beatings of the high school science teacher and the beatings, or is that the next... That might be the um, next one. They're the- both so It was so good. almost every Toll track. booth Willie?
1: on the first adam sandler cd is just incredibly graphic sex jokes oh yeah yeah so um
2: they were great so my
1: so my parents had no problem with me having music that had some swears they didn't care but i knew like if i was gonna bring my cd player to and i went to a lot of different churches throughout my life and i knew like okay this church or this youth group or this youth retreat i better not bring certain cds so that was why it was always nice for me to have christian punk. And regular punk, like I have both. Leave the blanket home. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like okay, <laughs> exactly. I leave the blanket home, but I can bring my Reliant KCDs to this youth retreat. Well, I was like, okay, I think I'm safe to bring my They might be giant severe tire damage to this youth group because there's no swears, and this particular youth group is not like it has to not because that that pastor loved the Dust Brothers, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I guess because they didn't have yeah, no way, I my mean, Beck am, am like
2: I'm... Beck and stuff like that. It's not the dirtiest yeah. stuff, but you know, it's. So I was like, okay, I'll be all right with
1: this. And then I put it on, like, after youth group was over, I put it on the the sound system in the church. And I got to listen to nice. Dr. Worm, like, on these youth know, church speakers in this giant church room. And I'm like, this sounds awesome. And yeah. then the pastor was <laughs> like, what is <laughs> yeah. this? And, like, everyone at church, at youth group that night, got into the song Dr. Worm. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I knew. Hell yeah. And then the pastor asked me, he's like, they don't swear, do they? And I'm like, no, no, no. And I knew like, okay, well, don't go by Apollo 18 in my, I didn't say this to him. Yeah. Honestly,
2: cause right. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause Second it track. Bitch in it. Second track. I mean, even, even dig my grave. I mean, that's stuff that like, pe- they might be like, hmm, yeah. what is this no. song about? You know, the topical. Yeah. Like Dr. Worm. Oh, that's funny. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What, are, what's going on over there?
1: where our computer was about to die. So Jessica ran Uh-oh. to get the uh, the charger.
2: So, so hey, anyway. I was wondering if I could uh, uh, sing you a little rendition of a song that you'll know. Sure. Because, uh, uh, yeah, on so your podcast, this... we,
1: everyone, we just want to let everyone yeah. know, definitely go listen to our episode with Greg on his podcast. Yes. And if you don't want to yeah. listen to the whole thing, please go listen to the end of it. You have to. I don't want to say what it is, but go listen to the end. <laughs>
2: So. No, listen to the whole thing, or Blue Apron will yeah. pay me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, okay, so here's one. So get get your bleep button ready. Okay. Piss. Mother. Spartan. I fucked your mom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's,
1: my the favorite, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Line K song. Yep. <laughs> I downloaded it on Napster. It said Napster <laughs> Family Reunion. I mean, it said Line K. Covered K, it. Family reunion. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh,
2: good stuff
1: yeah
3: (laughs)
2: yeah yeah this you know (laughs) to the topic at hand this is a good cover i like it and like i said i've no problem with them keeping the vibe the same because it's one of my favorite songs i mean i feel like with a cover either you need to stay fairly faithful but you know make it your own you know you got to make it sound like your band or make it really bizarre right you know those are like my two favorite ways while yeah, you guys do a cover section. I do a cover section of whatever episode we're doing. And yeah, it's like you just find a bunch of uh, acoustic guitar covers and I just narrow it down to one cuz I'm like that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> here's a ukulele cover. Oh, here's a piano cover. Like it's like, you know, but like a full band. Like these are like legit covers. These are this is a f- you know, like this is a lot of work yeah. doing <laughs> I mean, once you get live drums involved, I mean, I know how to record drums, and that just ups the ante by a ton. If there's no drums on the track, it's like that's easy. That's like, you know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Now, so, not what's the point? But like, it, it, like this is a legit covers album. It's not just like, you know, Matt was like, yeah, just I'll just go solo, guys. You just right. I'll just record this in a day, right? There must be I'll solo. I just recorded the whole album in a day.
1: There must be solo covers of Doctor Worm, but I'm like, oh, would I? Would I even want to hear that? <laughs> there must be like some guy in his bedroom just singing yeah. Doctor Worm. Yeah. On his guitar by
2: himself. Well, it's like, well, like, like I said, like when we, when Kara and I did that, like it was the third episode that I'd ever taped and I hadn't even aired the first episode when we recorded it. So there was like no feedback on it, like no fan feedback or anything. No one was listening at the time anyway. And so like we, like there were so many covers. We ended up just finding some on the fly. Cause I'm like, here's a couple. And then we're like, we still got time to kill, you know, the, the baby's asleep and we're like. Well, let's just look see what else we got. So, like, I think I'd already found the Reliant K one, and yeah. I'm like, ah, that's some sort of Christian-y band, right? Oh, this is good. <laughs> and then, like, we find like an acapella one. There's a really good acapella one. There were all these, all these great covers. Yeah. I don't. I think we played one like guitar cover of it, and it really wasn't that good. And we're like, but we there were plenty. It's a song that is so obscure, according to the Reliant K's drummer, um, <laughs> that there were a bajillion covers of it, including theirs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We found I was I did look into it. I was like cuz when it comes to us doing this co- the cover album songs, we're like okay, we're probably not going to look for covers of the cover. Cuz yeah, yeah maybe, there might be guitar covers, which we don't really talk about cuz it's just a guy in their bedroom playing along to the song. It's like what do you talk about? That's but, that's uh, not a cover. Yeah, if you play a,
2: along, if the original song is playing in the background, right. I've covered thousands of songs.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I
2: did in college. I, I would put on saves the day through being cool and just play along with the entire thing. Yeah.
1: Somehow. Co- I like didn't consider them cover, covers. Drum cover, guitar cover that got stuck in the vernacular, but it's not true. It's, it's a, no, play-on. those are not it's covers. It's a play along. It should be yeah. called like play along.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you just muted it and just played it, like even if like they just put it on earbuds and we're playing along, as long as I can't hear the original, I'd call it a cover. Right.
1: Yeah, occasionally, you know, but yeah, once in oh. I check out some of the guitar covers on any given episode because I'm like once in a while someone's tone or maybe they're playing the key slightly wrong and it will add a little extra to the song and I'm like just listen to this version <laughs> like just listen with or, this or like extra yeah key.
2: or yeah. if they like went off on it I think so there's this guy that does like he's just a bass player that likes to learn all these songs like they might be giant songs have really killer bass parts for the most part and so. He will, like, like a new album will come out, and he'll do a bass cover of every single song, which is just him playing along with it, just on bass. You know, he doesn't sing. It's just the bass. Um, And he's an excellent bass player. And he'll put on YouTube, he'll have the one with the audio and then the one that's just the bass, which I think is more like, oh, hey, if you're a bass player, watch this. I figured it out. You can watch my hands and play it. Like, almost like a tutorial kind of thing more. But like the only time I ever played one of his videos on an episode of mine was a song where the original They Might Be Giants track did not have bass guitar in it at all. So he made up a bass oh, part I, I think to I go this, yeah. in it. Yeah, I'm blanking out what song it is. I I can't remember. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it was a song that didn't have bass. So even though he was playing along with the original, he wasn't playing along with Danny Weinkoff. He was making up a thing. Right. So I'm like, yeah, that I'll play. Yeah. Yeah. If you drummed along with a song that didn't have drums. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sure. I'd play that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if any Reliant K song doesn't have drums or bass or guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may be something uncollapsible long cause it's their Perhaps. pop album.
2: Yeah. Hey, if you get to a song that has, that you can't find any cover, even if I don't know the song, just let me know okay. if I have time to cover it. Oh I'll, yeah. We have I'll, done I'll that. The thing there. you
1: were talking about, uh, we've done that as well. We've, once in a while shout uh, out yeah. yeah shout out like please anyone <laughs> send us a cover and the only time the last episode we recorded the one that just came out before we recorded this was a song on their demo that i was like there's no covers i sh- and I, it was way too late for me to ask anybody because t- typically when we ask it still takes a week or two we have to like get the word out we actually announce our episodes. right like we try to announce our episodes three weeks at a time so people can send us voicemails and stuff ahead of time. I was no, like, "That's good." Yeah, I was like, most other so- pretty much any other song by song podcast tries to like leave it as a surprise. I'm like, well, let's make our thing that it's not a surprise. <laughs> At least, yeah, no, there's, yeah. there's
2: definitely good things about that. Yeah. yeah, but if there's one like, or or if there's one where it's like all you can find are acoustic guitar covers pitch it to me and I'll do it like on like a $1 Yamaha keyboard oh, okay. with like a little rinky drum machine or something stupid. I'll kick out something dumb that you can make fun of. Okay. I'll use, and I'll use like a pseudonym of it or something that'll be funny. We'll do it as a gag or I could do a real one. If there's really one that you want me to do. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I'll think about it. Especially because now I'm at home all yeah. <laughs> friggin' day. I should just. Send I don't know. on B Rad. Oh yeah. <laughs> there were
0: none of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: This so the song we did B-Rad. last week. It was called B Rad, and I picked it because yeah. I'm like, oh, it sounds like a, something we need in the world right now. B Rad. Well, it turned out it was like an ironic title, and it's about people who aren't rad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: <laughs> I thought it was about a guy named Brad. Yeah. B Rad. B dash B- Rad. <laughs> <laughs> The untimely death of Brad. Oh, that's right. Five yeah. arm Frenzy song. Yeah. <laughs> I love that EP. That's so good. Five arm frenzy rules. I, yeah, I told you my art. Yeah. Th- I mentioned it on the other, the crossover, but yeah, Lauren, uh, miss Walton, our art teacher made me a Reliant K playlist. And, uh, and yeah, cause, uh, I told her, I'm like, yeah, I've heard a couple songs. And uh, I mean, the one I've heard the most is the Dr. Worm cover for obvious reasons. Uh, did you
1: find and, that playlist? Because last on your show, you couldn't, you weren't able to find the playlist. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you find I, this I can find t- it.
2: Yeah, I yeah, see, the problem is like, when you share, like, did I forget to follow it? She shared it with me and I forgot to hit follow and now it's not popping up. Um, anyway, she actually just texted me about something. Like, send me a link to that again. Um, but yeah, it did have. Um, A lot of ones you mentioned, because I did end up finding it, and then now I can't find it again. Um, But it was a good, like I told her just like 10, like distill it to like 10 songs. Because, you know, a band that has a million songs, like if I was going to introduce someone to They Might Be Giants, I wouldn't be like, here's a four-hour playlist. Like (laughs) you got to like encapsulate (laughs) the band. Right. So these guys have a lot of songs. They don't have They Might Be Giants a lot of songs, but you wouldn't be like, we'll just go listen to everything. But like, I don't have that kind of time. (sighs) I want to find out if I like this band. Give me the greatest hits, you know. Right. Distill it, um, and yeah, it was it was good. And yeah, and then we talked about Five Iron Frenzy. So I, she let me hear that song that they wrote about Five Iron Frenzy. So yeah, I'm digging it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna go listen to this whole covers album because it's some uh, some good selections yeah. of uh, songs to cover. Yeah.
1: Well, next time we'll be doing. Next time we cover this album, we will be doing Baby. Yeah. So you can Baby. sign up. For, you can sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can hear- yeah. Because yeah, I am yeah. on your Patreon, it's only fair. Uh, yeah,
2: I, no, yeah. Now I've, this no, a, I. This was this whole this whole
1: thing about having you on our show was actually just a long con to get you to get me to, to, to sign give up for $5. our Patreon, <laughs> and they just kind of cancel each other out. Like whatever. It money. worked. Actually, yeah. the only winner is Patreon because technically, Taking the money fees. I send you gets plucked by Patreon, and the money you would send us would also get plucked by Patreon.
3: You know,
2: it's a really solid site. You know, it's very well. Like, it looks clean. It operates well. I I have no qualms about that. They've got them, you know, they're not filling it full of ads for everybody. Right. So, you know, and I it appreciate makes sense. That I'm it's fine like with basically it.
1: basically free. This is, a, yeah, I haven't mentioned this, but so, someone asked me in my real life, like, they were thinking about starting a Patreon. and like, just go start it because there's no startup fees. There's no, like, you know, monthly commitment. You, like, you're either, you either have followers and they're paying you and they pay Patreon or you don't. You know what I mean? There's no like loss. So if right. anyone out there is thinking of starting a Patreon, you can literally just go start it, and it's not going to cost you yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do it. That's the main. That's the main message of this episode. I <laughs> just like how ju- Doctor Worm. <laughs> I just
2: I just <laughs> did it. Let's see, PayPal. There you go. There you go, guys. I'm a I'm a patron now. Oh,
1: you are. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: This might be a podcast. It's a patron of Sadie Hawkins Pods. So well, we're officially... if you,
1: since you are... We oh, want you ex- need
2: my address? What are you sending me? Sweet, sweet swag? Well, we, Oh, yeah. We,
1: oh, that's right. You're going <laughs> to right, get some stickers. I need to ask you about t-shirt Sorry. advice and stuff because all we were able to figure out right now sure. is stickers. I've never yeah. produced You're gonna have anyone have... produce t-shirts ever.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. You're going to have two new sticker designs coming your way pretty oh, soon. Oh, okay, cool.
1: Well, we'll send yeah. you stickers and uh, as long as we're advertising so everyone out there listening can remember... And I need to explain this to Greg, this is an awful, <laughs> awful book what? that has the nothing, key, what? that Reliant K them, the, the truth is Reliant K themselves had nothing to do with this book. Basically like their, you know, copyright was licensed for this awful relationship book that is Wait, complete what? fluff and nothing. And we're going chapter by chapter through it. Because wait, is, is it about them at no, all? No, it's not. It's not about them at That's all. That's just
2: their picture was used. Yeah,
1: basically, it's just like a really oh, awful and their song film.
0: titles and yeah, what? and yeah. their pictures are like inside each chapter. So why
1: is it? Why them? I don't know. I, I just, don't know. just just there was something to sell. I guess like we don't know wait, the what's real the title again. The complex. It's co- it's, it's the co- it's the complex infrastructure known as the female mind. As, it's a reference to their song. It's a reference to their song Mood Rings, which is like Oh, okay. which is like a top 5 popular song. It's yeah. like a song that people know. And But is that
2: line sung like sarcastically? Is what? Is that line sung like sarcastically? What's the context? I don't well, know Well, the context
1: song. of Mood Rings is like it's a it's a now problematic yeah. pop punk Oh
2: yeah, you mentioned it. It's yeah. a, a it's
1: a now problematic pop punk song about like how girls are just too hard to understand what's their problem. Sure. And when you listen to it yeah. it's you know the thing is there are so many other pop punk bands like that blame the girls heavily like why don't oh, you why yeah. don't you love me what's wrong with you in the 90s yeah, yeah.
2: i'm so nice i'm the <laughs> nice guy and that's why i'm calling you out in this popular song mood rings. i'm so nice
1: mood rings is still <laughs> problematic but at least it's not it's it's not like i don't know i, I, I we'll get to it some no we're doing that song for episode 50. yeah we're doing it pretty do soon. they still play it live oh they do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. It's, I, oh, yeah, i'm sure okay. if it was that's the thing is it's like it is problematic but it's not like I'm sure it could hurt some people, but it's not really hurtful. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's just like, you know, you're a teenager. You don't understand why is this girl mean to me sometimes and nice to me sometimes. It's because she's a human (laughs) and that's just how humans act, but. Must be your time of the (laughs) month. Right. Well, they don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) so then this book exists where i don't know who wrote it we've never searched the actual history the true history there's like a fictional history on top of the existence of this book about reliant k wrote you this book about no no this ghostwriter wrote this awful relationship book about understanding girls but like it's all surface level garbage that's not really about Uh, what girls are like at all so you'll get to hear us go but you don't you know you can you can listen to us talk about it Yeah, <laughs> and maybe yeah, learn I can't wait to get some girls. stickers. Now, where <laughs> yeah. are we
2: going to put these stickers? I'm already thinking about it. I want a sticker of your dog. Oh, that's, that's a good on idea. The yeah, we should make pa- pa- Yeah, <laughs> we should. <laughs> people love animals and babies. Yeah. So like, yeah. like when the podcast t-shirts came out, I put like, you know, a lady s- small on my toddler <laughs> right. and people loved the shit out of it. Yeah. I gotta swear more. I forgot to swear. Fucking. <laughs> I forgot to fucking swear. <laughs> bleep 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 bleep. Yo, me and Bobby, we was walking down the street. Okay, I'll stop. That's, now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best bleeping song
1: ever.
2: Uh, yeah, that's that was the yeah the whole idea just bleep stuff that I said that wasn't a swear.
1: Yeah. Well, was there anything else you wanted to mention about uh, Doctor like Worm or anything? Yeah, uh, look, we we've been talking for an hour and we talked for about half an hour before you joined so i think we're we're yeah. getting there anything so tell yeah. them tell it, everyone it g-
2: was it was a good choice it was yeah. a good choice uh and they did a good job with it so you know yeah i dig it and uh yeah i'm gonna go listen to that whole covers album
1: so uh, let and everyone know yes let everyone know what's your podcast and uh where they can find it and you have a oh ho- boy i'll tell you <laughs>
2: <laughs> i've done i've i've done so few episodes i can't even remember anything about it <laughs> So, yeah, this might be a podcast. Uh, we just released episode 75. I've recorded all the way to 90. This is, yeah, 90. Uh, so, You're so much there's a better bunch of than Patreon us we, rec- we sometimes <laughs> record right
1: before we post.
2: <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, like right now, like I've got, you know, what what am I gonna you know what am I doing <laughs> like when the baby's asleep and my wife is like I gotta read some stuff for class tomorrow you know what and it's and since I have a different guest on every episode I mean like I think I told you it's like I could be like well oh, let's let's see like well t- car's tennis is canceled now for the time being but like okay every Thursday seven thirty car plays tennis baby's asleep I'm home by myself who can record you know and I'll be like hey uh blah 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 blah, blah. I want to talk about this song can you record on Thursday at seven thirty no. Okay, next person, well can you record next Thursday? Yes, okay, sold. And then I'll just like just plow through a bunch of them and then in the summer, I can kind of take it easy <laughs> and just edit. <laughs> so uh, this might be a podcast.com. This might be a podcast.bandcamp.com is where you can find a crap load of covers of they might be giant songs. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast if you listen to it and you want to hear even more. But I've had a lot of cool guests on, yeah, Mike Park of uh, Asian Man Records. Colin Clive of um, Mustard Plug. Uh, what other, you know, dorky bands that Reliant K fans would like? <laughs> 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 the, you know, we love Sky, you know, Pop Punk. You know, I'm just, you know, they might be Giants or dorky bands. That all makes sense. I've had Francis Quinlan from Hop Along. Um, John O'Neill, The Mountain Goats. Yeah, and then the one I just put out was uh, with my first hip-hop artist as a guest, which opened Mike Eagle. Um, talked about Weep Day. So go listen to that. So uh, thanks Guys for having me Thanks. on. That was uh this is, you've this had is fun. I like of, being on other people's yeah. podcasts.
1: You've had a lot of prestig- You have to edit it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you've had a lot of prestigious guests and uh we've just had you. So
2: yep. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying I'm not prestigious? Is that what that tone <laughs> no, was? No, I'm
1: saying you've had a lot of prestigious guests, and we've had one <laughs> prestigious
2: yeah. <guest>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I'm so famous yeah. now. No, it's funny. I'm excited to talk to Justin McElroy because I'm like, how did you get famous as a podcaster? How does that work? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, though. You guys are having fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. Spending quality time. Yeah. Husband and wife. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. It's cute. It's funny. That Dr. Worm episode, people were like, you and your wife had really good uh, chemistry. I'm like, we've been married for <laughs> over a decade. So I hope so. It's not like Ozark where they just like hate each other and spy on each other and playing conniving things. If you guys don't watch that, that wouldn't make any sense. No, we, yeah.
1: it keeps trying to get us to Netflix yeah. keeps trying to get us to watch that. Yeah. So maybe it's we so good. Okay. All right, so well then good. we'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Your fans will get it. Your cooler fans Yeah. watched Ozark.
1: <laughs> All right, well thanks. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. for you. being on. Of course. Uh,
2: I'm gonna go do a Patreon stream about the Beach Boys for some reason.
1: Oh nice. Nice
2: yeah if you didn't see my tweet I'm like I'm gonna start doing when I have extra time on my hands I'm just gonna do solo pods about non- move giant stuff so I'm gonna talk about good vibrations for like an yeah. hour on a live stream so
1: Reliant K is hugely influenced by the Beach Boys yeah not to the extent that yeah you, those it's like, harmonies yeah the harmonies yeah. yeah yep so uh whoa oh oh, <laughs> oh
2: someone's calling All gotta right. hang up
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>